The Outlet. The Voice of Central. Welcome to The Outlet, your local news, interview and event information podcast for Central. I'm your host Brent Harbour and in this episode I speak with Glenn Sowry, CEO of Queenstown Airport, as we talk about the airport's draft master plan. We'll explore the innovative ideas, transformative projects and the vision that will shape this vital transportation hub for decades to come. But first with local news, journalist Anna Robb from the Central App. The Outlet, local news. So Anna, there's new drinking water available in Central. It was a case of high fives yesterday. Mayor Tim and others sampled the new safe compliant drinking water available in Central thanks to the new Lake Dunstan water supply. It started way back in 2018, and even earlier than that, hard water has plagued residents in Alexandra for years, wrecking kettles, hot water cylinders, and so on. Getting to look around inside the new plant was interesting, something the public can look forward to doing in spring. Talking to the technical experts, I got the impression they haven't rushed it. They've put technology in that is future-proofed, and it will grow with our region as the demand for water does too. Staying on the topic of projects, the Vincent Community Board have voted unanimously to recommend the Council fully funds a $400,000 grant to help cover Ice and Lines roof in Alexandra. This has followed a month-long feedback period when more than 100 people in the community responded, backing full funding this grant from our rates. Building the roof over the rink is estimated to cost $1.4 million. Many people in the community want an extended ice season for skating and ice hockey, so taking the weather out of the equation with a roof would make this possible. The Vincent Community Board's recommendation is going to be considered at the next council meeting. Before then, I challenge you to limber up, find your warm socks. The first disco is being held at the ice Friday, May the 26th, from 7 till 9.30. So head on down and have some fun. And you can find these local news stories and more by clicking the news button on your central app. You're listening to The Outlet. I really like the interviews. I like that it's easy to listen to while I'm at the gym. I like that it's local and all about this community. The Outlet. The voice of Central. Hysterical is performing at Bannockburn Saturday the 27th of May from 7.30pm. Hysterical is on its nationwide tour, featuring internationally acclaimed poets Carrie Rudzinski and Olivia Hall. So what's it about? Well, women are frequently told they are too emotional, too hysterical, and this show challenges these myths with poetry and more. Tickets are $50, and all the information is on the Things to Do button, then Events on your central app. Glenn Sowry is the CEO of Queenstown Airport. We talk about the airport's draft master plan and explore the innovative ideas, transformative projects and the vision that will shape this vital transportation hub for decades to come. Hi Glenn, welcome to the outlet. Hello, how are you? Very good, thank you. Now it's great to see the draft plan for Queenstown Airport and your vision for the future. Can you please tell me about the people you spoke to in the region who helped you understand some of the issues of significance to the community when you were preparing the plan? So I've been in the role of CEO at Queensland Airport for coming up two years now. And certainly in the in the first year or so in the role, I spent a great deal of time talking to a very wide cross-section of people from right across the district here in Queenstown and Wanaka and beyond to understand them what their 
aspirations and vision for Queenstown Airport and the and the local area more broadly was. And so that was also backed up as we started on our master planning process with some facilitated workshops that we held in Queenstown, Wanaka and Cromwell where we got a very broad cross-section of people together to talk about in some detail what their expectations and aspirations for Queenstown Airport were to help inform us as we started our master planning process. So that included residents' associations, local business people, including the general aviation community, who are a key part of Queenstown Airport, business folks, people that had more of an an environmental focus. So that very broad cross-section of views was incredibly valuable leading into and shaping the plan that we've created. So the key themes that came through from that included making it easy for for locals to access and use the airport. A strongly expressed desire to see Queenstown Airport to really represent and reflect what's special and unique about our area really well. So put another way, you know, what the customer experience is, what, what you feel and experience when you use the airport. And also, of course, ensuring that the scale of the activities that we operate are in alignment with what the expectations were of the of the community that we serve. So what infrastructure improvements are proposed in the draft master plan, Glenn? So essentially, they break down into two areas. We, we think of the airport as land side and air side. So land side is the experience that you have when you drive up to the airport or you you know catch the bus or a taxi or you ride your bike whatever it might be and your experience inside the terminal as you're checking in or meeting and greeting and then airside is on the other side of security and particularly out onto the airfield which is a much more technical part of the of the operation as you'd expect so the draft master plan on from the airfield side of it, the lens that we're looking at through was to ensure that it was the airport and the airfield operates as efficiently and sustainably as possible. So a couple of key elements that we've got is that we are going to be relocating the fixed wing aircraft. So think of that as the, the smaller aircraft that operate across to Milford Sound and beyond and also the helicopters which are currently adjacent to the terminal down right near the Frankton housing area, moving those away from that area more towards the middle of the of the airfield, so either side of the runway, near the middle of the runway. And so the idea of that is that it moves that activity closer to the runway and away from where people live, which we think is a positive development. Or, or proposal. And then the other piece that we're really working on is planning for the decarbonisation of the airfield. So everything from electrification of all of the equipment that you see servicing the aircraft through to the ability to plug the aircraft in so that they can operate off ground power um, when the aircraft are sitting at the gate and not needing to run their auxiliary power units in the tail of the aeroplane. So there's a lot of those types of things that we are planning for in this master plan. 
The terminal itself, we are proposing a modest extension with a, an approach that will make use of as much of the existing terminal as possible. So we're not looking at or contemplating a material change to the terminal. There's significant parts of our existing terminal perform perfectly well, but there are other parts that need quite a lot of seismic strengthening and that don't function as well as we think they could or should in the future. And we're looking at an extension of somewhere in the region of sort of 15 to 20% additional terminal capacity over what exists today to ensure that it functions better into the future. And then, of course, the other bit that we're really focused on is making sure that the sustainability performance of the terminal improves. So today we still have things like diesel boilers to provide heating and systems throughout the terminal. Clearly, we want to retire those and electrify all of that sort of infrastructure and to make the terminal as thermally efficient as we possibly can. And above all else, when we look at the at the terminal into the future, is making sure that it's a terminal people enjoy travelling through and take a great deal of pride in as the gateway to our region. There is a new taxiway. So how does that fit into the plan? Why is it needed? And when might the work start on it? So for those people listening to this podcast that, you know, flying in and out of Queenstown, you know that there's this somewhat quaint approach where the plane lands goes down the end of the runway and then it does a U-turn on the end of the runway and and taxis back down the, the main runway before turning off and heading to the terminal. That's very unusual for an airport of this sort of scale and it's really a reflection of our history. So a parallel taxiway, as the name suggests, is, is as you experience in pretty much every other significant airport all around the world and here in New Zealand, where when you go to take off the aircraft taxis along the taxiway, so you're driving along, a, if you like, a, it's like a small runway uh, sitting parallel to the main runway, and you only come onto the main runway when you're ready to take off. Conversely, when you land, when you finish the landing uh, sequence, you taxi off the main runway and you drive back to the terminal along the taxiway. So the advantages of that are really significant. Here in Queenstown, because we have quite technical flying to get in and out of the airport through the mountainous terrain, which is spectacular and makes us such a special place and experience for people to come to. But the the flip side of, of that is that there are very clearly defined flight paths in and out of Queenstown for obvious safety reasons. And so if we have a delay on the runway and an aircraft, you know, it misses an approach for whatever reason and has to go back round, sometimes it can spend an awful lot of time in the air before it has another landing. And so that, as a consequence, sees um, a lot of airborne delays. And of course, that translates into fuel burn and emissions. And so we see the ability to get aircraft on and off the the airport, the runway, as quickly and efficiently as possible is really significant in multiple angles. One is that it improves the efficiency for planes on the ground and in the air quite materially. And with that, it reduces materially um, the amount of emissions that are associated with getting in and out of Queenstown and the delays that can occur. 
when you had a single runway as we do today. What are your plans for the journey for the public to and from the airport? So one of the things we've worked quite hard on to help inform this draft master plan is we spent time talking to our colleagues at Destination Queenstown and Lake Wanaka Tourism and the work that they've done with QLDC to create the district's new destination management plan. We're really excited and supportive of that destination management plan and we see at Queenstown Airport that we've got an important leadership role to play in bringing that to life. And so one of the things around that is to create more sustainable options for people to get to and from the airport. You know, to be frank, today the public transport service to and from the airport is not as good as we'd like it to be. And so that's, you know, the opportunity for dedicated bus services, for example, into town to decongest traffic on the Frankton Arm Road through to making it easier for people to get to the airport without needing to bring their car. For those people that are coming to the district, more and more of them to enjoy the world-class cycle trails here, the ability to assemble, bring your bike, assemble your bike here at the airport and to safely and quickly get straight onto the bike trails, which of course are only a few hundred metres away from the airport. And so we're looking at a green link to connect the terminal to those cycle trails. So there's an awful lot that's going on there. We, you know, when it comes to rental cars, we really want to incentivise and drive the electrification of the rental car fleet here in Queensland. We we think absolutely we should be a leader in EV adoption of rental cars. And there's more that we can and need to do in that space. You have said the draft master plan reflects your commitment to operate within the existing noise boundaries for 10 years. Can you tell me how this works with the changes you're proposing and making the airport more sustainable and efficient? Early in my tenure as CEO, after talking to many, many different people around the district, and what became very clear to me is that there was a real view that the airport is a critical piece of infrastructure connecting people that live here with New Zealand and the rest of the world and enabling people to connect with friends and family and and to be able to do business from here and then also to enable people to come and visit this, this beautiful part of the world that we live in. And so the offset of that is there was a big conversation around what is the appropriate level of visitation in particular for tourism in other words and so we made the decision that it was important that the airport recognized and responded to that and we made what i believe was a pretty bold decision and we made it ourselves this was not forced on us was that we would proactively make a decision to operate within our noise boundaries for the next decade and that we would operate as efficiently as we could to enable air services um, in and out of the district within those noise boundaries. So the strategic plan that we put out last year, which covers off the next 10 years, made that clear and unambiguous statement that we would operate in that manner. The master plan is, if you like, the physical translation of that strategic plan being brought to life in a a physical sense. So what does that look and feel like when you visit the airport or you travel through it? 
And so that commitment that we've made is absolutely core to this draft master plan. So you're expanding the airport, adding more flights, along with corporate jets and other aviation associated with the airport. Can you please tell me how this works with your carbon reduction initiatives? So as I was saying you know, just a minute ago, the, the decision to operate within our noise boundaries, that places an amount of constraint on the scale of the airport. Now, we have significant capacity to grow over the next decade within those noise boundaries through the introduction of quieter, cleaner burning, less emission aircraft. And a good example of that is the new Airbus A320 and A321neos that Air New Zealand's operating. And NEO stands for new engine option. So that is all new technology and those planes are considerably quieter they burn less fuel and they have much lower emissions than older technology aircraft. Qantas are investing in their a whole new fleet of equivalent aircrafts as our Virgin. So we're going to see those much more efficient, modern, quieter, lower emission aircraft operating into Queenstown and we will be doing what we can through our pricing to incentivise airlines to operate that new generation technology here into Queenstown. So that's a pretty key part of of what we're doing in that space. Technology is advancing rapidly beyond, you know, what I've just described as new generation existing technology. But we're now seeing um, Air New Zealand's committed to by 2026 be operating a full carbon zero aircraft domestically here in New Zealand as a proof of concept. There are billions of dollars being invested by airlines and manufacturers the world over to decarbonise aviation. So core to our master plan is making sure that we are able to support and be fast early adopters of that sort of new aircraft technology here into Queenstown which will, of course, mean that we have um, lower or or zero emission aircraft in the years ahead of us. How do you think the changes will be received by the general aviation companies? So general aviation is a really important part of Queenstown's history. You know, the airport's been here for a very long time now. And, of course, it started with what we know today as general aviation. So that's flight seeing the ability of people to come and see this beautiful part of the world from the air. The helicopters being able to um, operate to do heli-skiing, things of that nature. So general aviation is core to our DNA here. So we've been talking to our general aviation operators. They know that the current configuration of the airport's suboptimal. It's not ideal. And they, they're really uh, concerned uh, to make sure that they have a future here at Queenstown Airport. And they do. And this master plan that we're putting forward for consultation has new general aviation precincts for both helicopters and fixed wing at the airport, which will secure their future here at Queenstown Airport. And the feedback we've had from our general aviation customers has been pretty positive, which we're very encouraged by. What is the anticipated cost of the changes, Glenn, and how will it be funded? So our master plan, by definition, is a, is a really long-dated plan. It's not something we're going to do in the next year or two. 
it's 10 years and beyond. So realistically, this is a 20 or 30 year horizon plan. So as a consequence of that, we look at how we go about doing this in stages and phases. So we don't try and do it all at once and we don't need to do it all at once. What we'll be doing is determining which parts of the master plan need to take primacy or priority and we'll set about doing those first and then we'll move on to the next part of the master plan and so forth. So we have the ability to to stage that construction and that development and we'll always be making a conscious decision before we set off on the next phase of the master plan to ensure that it still makes sense and that there's a business case to support the investment that we're proposing to make. So when we look at it in total, when we look at 10 years and beyond, the investment that we're contemplating here is in the region of $350 million. As I say, that will be spread over the next decade and beyond. And so when you think of that on an annualised basis, that is quite digestible. And we'll be able to fund that through our existing uh, debt facilities. And we earn income. So as we invest in new aeronautical assets, so if we build the parallel taxiway, for example, that is for the exclusive benefit of the airlines that use it. And so that will then be recovered in, in aeronautical charging from the airlines that use that resource or that piece of infrastructure. And we're very conscious of making sure that Queensland Airport remains price competitive because all of these charges ultimately flow through to the travelling public and we want to ensure that we can make travel affordable and efficient in and out of Queenstown. We're very confident that we'll be able to continue to pay a shareholder dividend to um, QLDC in particular as our major shareholder. That's a key part of this plan and, and we believe we will be able to do that. And we're also looking at how we can introduce new forms of funding, for example, sustainability-linked loans, where we can go to banks and other funders and make a commitment about improved sustainability performance, and they give us a slightly more attractive rate on debt to fund that investment. The draft master plan is open for public consultation. Can you please talk me through how that works, the dates, and where people can go to give you feedback? So one of the commitments we've made is that the the consultation that we're doing, community consultation on the draft master plan, we're doing in partnership with Queensland Lakes District Council, or QLDC. And we think that's really important that we're doing that hand-in-hand with our major shareholder and, of course, the council who who represents the community um, that we're part of. So there'll be a number of ways for people to get involved, both in person and online. And so we're going to be holding pop-ups in Queenstown, Wanaka and Cromwell for people to physically come along, have a look at what we're proposing, talk to us, ask questions, provide their feedback. We'll be having community group meetings um, in Queenstown and Wanaka. We're going to have a lot of content available online. There'll be a QR code that people can click on off their phone that they'll then be able to get access to a whole lot of content and provide their feedback, including QLDC's Let's Talk platform that they regularly use for community consultation projects. And on our own website, we will also have 
a tremendous amount of content available. The, the full master plan document runs to around 70 pages. There is a lot of content there for people that are interested to go and really dive into the detail and understand what we're proposing and then provide us with their feedback. So this will go over the next month or so. And we're really looking forward to engaging with the community and wider stakeholders to understand what they think about this draft plan. We think it's been very carefully thought through. We think it's considered, very thoughtful, and we think it reflects the aspirations of the district. And we're looking forward to hearing what people's views are on it. It's great. I think the vision you've got and the plan that you put together is fantastic. Thank you so much for your time today, Glenn. Really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thanks for the opportunity. The Outlet. Jobs Board. Here's some of the jobs you'll find listed this week on the Central app. If you're looking for a role that makes a real difference to your community, here is your opportunity to join the Energy Mates team at FamilyWorks Presbyterian Support Otago. You have the opportunity to advise and encourage clients to make sustainable savings on their energy costs. Dunstan Hospital is looking for a receptionist service administrator to support their busy main reception area. This is a shared role with the days and hours of work being Monday to Friday, 8.30 to 5, five days per fortnight, plus cover for leave. And Central Otago District Council is seeking a highly skilled and experienced health, safety and well-being advisor to join their dynamic team. If you're passionate about creating safe and healthy work environments and have a proven track record in health and safety management, this opportunity is for you. All the information on these jobs and more can be found by clicking the Jobs button on your Central app. Download the Central app from the App Store or Google Play. Thanks for listening to The Outlet, your local news, interview and event information podcast for Central. The Outlet is produced and published by The Central app and supported with funding from the New Zealand Public Interest Journalism Fund. The Outlet is available on the main page of your Central app and wherever you get your podcasts.